and welcome to a very special Ponderings from the Perch. As always, I'm your host, Priscilla McKinney. It's the end of the year, and that means it's time for the Little Bird Marketing Holiday Spectacular Spectacular. It's so fantastic, we say it twice. This is our fifth annual holiday podcast, but it's our first one ever recorded during a global pandemic, so it's basically just as fresh as the new fallen snow. In previous episodes, we've shared family Christmas stories, talked about our favorite Hallmark movies, and tested our knowledge of holiday music. This year, we're talking about holiday treats. To make this Christmas spectacular the spectacularist, here's what you need to know. In our holiday blog, each one of the peeps shared a special recipe for a favorite treat, baked good, or drink. For the full, immersive experience, it would be ideal for you to stand in your kitchen, make all of these festive beverages and snacks at the same time while listening. But if you can't swing that, just make sure you snag those recipes via the link in the show notes. As always, we have music, trivia, and merriment along the way. Let's hear from a few of the peeps now. Hi, I am Ashley LeBlanc, the executive director of Little Bird Marketing, and one of my all-time favorite um, holiday treats is mold wine. If you haven't tried mold wine, I kind of understand why. It's warm alcohol that you heat up on a stove, but it's my all-time favorite because it has all of those holiday flavors and it makes your house smell amazing. Hey, everybody. My name's Corey. I'm the creative director here at Little Bird. Uh, I'm going to share my favorite childhood cookie recipe for the holidays. Uh, Full disclosure, I made these for my kids last Christmas and they weren't super impressed. Uh, But on the bright side, I got them all for myself. So all in all, it was a win for me. Uh, These cookies are called Scooter Pies. They're a soft chocolate cookie with um, a large marshmallow half baked on top and then butter frosting to seal the marshmallow on top after they're done cooking. We used to do two batches of frosting and color it red and green for Christmas, obviously, and probably always used a bit too much of it. And for some reason, there always seemed to be a fight over the last one, Uh, maybe because the cookies were amazing or maybe we were just that immature. But uh, either way, they are a total sugar rush and are honestly probably a bit too much for most people but they're still a staple at uh, my mom and dad's house for the holidays. And they were our childhood delicacy. Uh, And they're definitely worth a try if you need a different kind of sugar fix this Christmas. Hi, my name is Emma, and I'm a content marketing specialist at Little Bird. The recipe I'm sharing is one that my family has been making around the holidays for many years. We call these chocolate stars, but some of you may know them as peanut butter blossoms, peanut butter kiss cookies, or otherwise. My grandma Dolores is the star baker of our family. Every holiday, she spends days and days crafting pies, cookies, noodles, buns, you name it. But everything is from scratch, and of course, her secret ingredient is a dash of grandma love. When I think about Christmas, I think about growing up and spending time helping my grandma make these chocolate stars. I don't particularly love ovens, so my job was always unwrapping countless Hershey Kisses and placing them on top as soon as the cookies were ready.
it's time for a holiday expert panel. To solve some of the more mysterious holiday mysteries, I've taken the liberty of calling on an elite team of problem solvers. So I have with me probably the smartest uh, person in uh, market research world. And um, Kristen, I look up to you ever so much. And so somehow you have been suckered into my holiday podcast, Spectacular Spectacular. So what do you, what do you think um, made you so susceptible to this invitation? <laughs> you know, I have a reputation for not saying no to a lot. Um, and pretty much everything you do is fun, Priscilla. So right. <laughs> you ask me to do something and I just pretty much say yes. Okay. I love it. It's a, it's a trust relationship. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm not sure what you're going to think after this, but I just have one quick uh, food-related Christmas question for you. Okay. What exactly is figgy pudding? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little unfair that I'm not calling you about growth hacking or um, entrepreneurship or women in research, but I really need to know. Do you know? You know what I'm, guessing, I'm guessing it's some kind of pudding with figs, but knowing that the British, and I apologize for saying this on behalf of all my friends in the UK, it's probably something with like, sausage and blood in it and <laughs> bits of something bubble and squeak I just found out what that was last year which was horrifying so <laughs> I'm gonna say figs and pudding but okay I'm guessing I'm wrong okay I guess one last question I lied it'll be two do okay. you plan to eat fruitcake this year no never okay. Well, you heard it here from Kristen Luck from Scalehouse Consulting. So now that it's totally official on the Spectacular Spectacular, thanks for coming on, Kristen. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so Lisa, tell all of my podcast audience how you know me and how we have had a terrific acting career together. <laughs> <laughs> well, Priscilla, you and I met... A few years ago now, I believe, uh, at the Wire Exec Retreat out in Tiburon, which is just across the bay from San Francisco. And it was love at first sight. <laughs> uh, Even though yeah. we almost killed each other. Or wait, did I kill you or did you kill? No, I killed. You killed me. I killed you. That's you right. Did. I killed you. <laughs> so harboring so much resentment towards you. Uh, yeah, no, we did, in fact, participate in a fun murder mystery dinner challenge. And uh, my character's name was was Muffy, which is really fun. And I don't even remember what you were called, but I just know you were evil and <laughs> really <laughs> took your character to the next level, really <laughs> embodied that character and, right. and killed me, um, yeah. which was really sad. But yeah, no, we had met at Wire Exec many years ago. and. I noticed you instantly when you walked in the room, you had this big, wonderful, bright smile on your face and you were super engaging. And I said to myself, I have to know her and the rest. <laughs> of and little did you know that I would bring you on my annual spectacular, spectacular and completely ask you questions that you have no business knowing. <laughs> yes, I know. I love that spectacular is mentioned twice. So it must well, be amazing. That's how spectacular it is. <laughs> Okay, so my first question, I'll throw you a little bit of a softball here, but do you know what exactly a Yule log is? Um, hmm, I don't think I really do. You don't? I think it's something Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know it's in some songs, but I am terrible with lyrics. You can ask my husband. <laughs> um, Lisa, I, I, the only the only reason why I can't remember most things in my life is because there are so many '80s lyrics in my brain. So right. you and I at a pub like trivia kind of thing would do great, and I've got all of the '80s lyrics covered for you. <laughs> That's good because it's definitely not my my area of strength. Although I do love a good puzzle, I'm very nerdy that way. Um, but no, I I don't I don't know what it is other than it's Christmassy and <laughs> I'm so embarrassed I don't know tell me what is it know something I just google it just right google. right I know this is the don't google it quiz show <laughs> right right okay so here's my now I will tell you what a yule log is it is actually your Christmas tree from last year so when you throw your Christmas tree away, you keep the bottom part of it, that's the log, so that then the next year you can celebrate and put it in the fire. At least that's what we call it, and that's what we do. Right. <laughs> so well, I See, now I do a fake tree. I well, have a please, real tree in Don't here. put that in the fire. <laughs> okay, here's the last question. Pyro. You know in that song, so bring us some figgy pudding? and bring it right here. Uh-huh. Can you please guess what is maybe one or two ingredients in figgy pudding? What is figgy pudding? These questions are really <laughs> random. I thought we were gonna talk about research. <laughs> no, no marketing, no research. Yeah, like I can talk all day about sample. Sample <laughs> may not be sexy to some people, but it is sexy to me. Um, figgy pudding. Um, well, I think there's probably some bread in there. Mm. And, um, cause my dad's English and we love bread pudding. So there could be like some bread, some raisins maybe in there. Definitely some milk. Um, put that all together and bosh it in the oven <laughs> and it makes the most delicious <laughs> dessert. Okay. Right. One last quick question. Was I close? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I got to Google it. <laughs> Uh, I came to you for the answers. Uh, okay, last question, really quick. Uh, in eggnog, eggs, yes or no? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no, because I think it's a trick. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. Thank you, Priscilla. Oh, Lisa Wilding Brown from Innovate MR. Thank you for getting suckered into coming on my podcast. I knew I could count on you. Always. So I have with me Sarah Kotva. So Sarah, tell everybody, you know, who you are and what you do and why you know me and why it is that I can actually strong arm you into participating in our podcast. Well, I'm Sarah. I work for Fieldwork and I've known you for many years and pretty much you can strong arm me because Usually whatever you say comes true. So I like to listen to all your suggestions. Okay. Well, here's my very serious conversation that we're going to have for the holidays. So the first thing I have to ask you is what exactly is in figgy pudding? Do you have any idea, Sarah? Pre- I don't have any, any idea. idea. Any idea? Like just uh, get, what could possibly be in it? I'm thinking vanilla wafers. <laughs> okay. Okay. My next question. So do you plan to eat fruitcake this year? No, definitely. That's a big no. <laughs> so never consumed it or just never want to have it again? Or what's the deal? Never really consumed it and doesn't look like something I, w- I would gravitate to. 
So please state your name for the court. And by court, I mean the court of good fun and holiday cheer. Yeah, Adam Jolly. So how is it that I have um, uh, wrangled you into joining me for this spectacular spectacular? (laughs) It's probably like fellow podcasting pity. (laughs) 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 I'm like, oh. So many people say no, or they get freaked out. They don't want to do it. I got to say yes. Oh, okay. I just want to know going forward, are you going to say yes to everything I ask you to do? (laughs) Always. Yes, I really will. Yeah, again. Yeah, see, I can't even say no to that. (laughs) Okay, so in this spectacular, spectacular, we're really like concentrating on food this year. So my big question to you is, what exactly is figgy pudding? Do you have any idea? I really don't. Um, I want to say... There almost has to be fig in it, but then like I wonder if it's almost like one of those like a Welsh rabbit has no rabbit in it, and because like I know it has like some kind of English setting, um, it might not have any fig in it. Um, I will say probably bread though, has to be. Okay, so you're going with bread as the main ingredient, kind of like bread is the key ingredient to toast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's in toast? I, I don't know. Just toast. Main, mainly bread. So. Yeah. yeah. That's my okay. answer. Well, that's for our food uh, portion of the show. But also, I just have a little quiz for you to see where you're at with, you know, a Merry Merry Christmas type of uh, mindset. So can you name all of the reindeers? Oh, yeah. This, this is an easy one. Uh, so, you know, Dasher and Dancer, Comet and Cupid. Oh, my gosh. Vixen, Blitzen, Donner, Rudolph? Did I miss one? Oh, I think you missed, I think you missed Prancer. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. Oh my gosh, oh, yes. Go. And I do recall the most famous reindeer of all. <laughs> it's like the alphabet. Like you, you can't name the reindeers without singing who they are. I, yeah. I know, but you know what? Actually, I can't do what you just did. So thank you for coming on the show and, and bringing the talent. No problem. Thanks for having me on. This is great. Okay, and so with a name like Adam Jolly, I really want to wish you a holly jolly Christmas. Oh, thank you so much. It is the best time of year to have my last name. And I, I'm, I'm no joke. I, I've had five Zoom calls today with strangers, and every single one has been like, oh, what a great time of year for you. Oh, holly jolly, <laughs> look at you. Really I love nice. it. Okay, and actually, you are a very happy person, so I think it's very, it's very fitting trail yeah it's it's a great icebreaker but maybe like i should only do sales like in the month of december and then my winter well, is crazy but i don't think the reindeer would really appreciate much of an icebreaker because they're landing on the ice so often <laughs> so maybe let's keep that out of it the holiday true, season true. it's a bad no icebreakers that's great <laughs> that's good all right thanks adam thanks priscilla There you have it. I'd like to point out that the main thing we uncovered here is that nobody trusts anyone offering them figgy pudding or fruitcake After a long day at the office, my little one, Sawyer, loves to treat me with some great piano pieces. This is my favorite. He knows it, and he let me record it. Close your eyes and enjoy.
Hi, I'm Kaylin. I'm the digital advertising specialist here at Little Bird, and I hate cooking. Hating cooking is a bit of a family tradition. My mother hated cooking, my grandma hated cooking, and probably all the way back to the pilgrims. My recipe is an easy ham ball. It takes literally 10 minutes to make, and when paired with some Ritz crackers, it's always a hit. Hi, my name is Jared. I'm the director of photography at Little Bird Marketing. My favorite holiday recipe is the stuffing recipe that my great-great-grandma has passed down to all of the moms in our family. Uh, but it's not your ordinary crumbly dry stuffing uh, that maybe you just want to get a little bit on the side of your plate. No, no, no. This is more like stuffing cake, but not sweet. It's savory. So think of like savory stuffing cake with a bunch of sage and onion and sausage, I believe as well. It's definitely the food that uh, I remember eating most <laughs> at all of the family get-togethers, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. I think we had it at everything. Um, and it's definitely the one that gives off the most smell, but it's a good smell. <laughs> so uh, you definitely need to try it, check out the, the recipe, and uh, have a Merry Christmas. Hey y'all, I included my mom's famous apple cider recipe. We have this every single year. It is just a cozy, yummy drink that makes your insides scream Christmas, and it is just the epitome of every Christmas tradition we have, and it's something that we love and enjoy, and so I wanted to spread the Christmas cheer by providing my family's amazing apple cider recipe. So, Merry Christmas from my family to yours with this hot apple cider recipe. I don't know if you know, but I grew up in a singing and musical family. I can neither confirm nor deny that our matching dresses were sometimes made out of the curtains. I love that my kids have kept that tradition up and they're very musical. So here's a small clip of my daughter Maya Sunflower with her school band. <laughs> My name is Chris, and I'm a content marketing specialist at Little Bird. Today I'm showing my mom's recipe for stained glass cookies. They're super simple to make and a big hit at cookie swaps, or for this year, your Instagram feed. 
Everyone can argue back and forth about which cookie tastes the best. It is very subjective, but these are always the most beautiful cookies on the tray. Besides being beautiful, baking these cookies also involves smashing hard candies with a mallet, which I feel is a very 2020 combo. Frustration and baking. Take out all that dumpster fire energy on some Jolly Ranchers and let's look forward to a new year. Hi, this is Haley. I'm one of the designers here at Little Bird Marketing. One of my absolute favorite recipes to make during the holidays is homemade hot chocolate. Growing up, my mom would make this delicious drink every Christmas morning while we opened presents. It's a lot richer and creamier than most hot chocolate powders, and even better with a handful of marshmallows or candy cane. You can make this for the whole family or just a single serving. I finally got the recipe for my mom, and whenever I do make it, it reminds me of all those wonderful Christmas memories growing up. I hope you enjoy! My name is Leighton. I am a graphic designer, and I'm the producer of this very podcast that you're listening to right now. I was asked to share, briefly, a bit of the story behind my recipe. When I was younger, healthier, and stupider, I thought that it would be hilarious to do a Christmas cookie diet, wherein I would spend the entire month of December eating nothing but holiday cookies, holiday cakes, and peppermint stick ice cream. This effort was facilitated by my family, either as an act of unnatural support or out of sadistic curiosity. Either way, they spent several days baking what they approximated to be a month's worth of food for a person who was only eating cookies. And it was quite a spread. The coffee drop cookies from my recipe were my favorites out of the group because they combine coffee, which I love, and cookies, which I also love. If you're curious how the diet went, it actually turned out pretty good. By which I mean... I didn't die, so I call it a win. It was a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. The sugar rushes and the sudden urges to go running, the sugar crashes, the unexpected naps. When I finally started eating normal food again on Christmas Eve, I had lost five pounds, several nights worth of sleep, and a considerable amount of self-respect. But I did have that certain sense of accomplishment that you get when you finish even a completely moronic task. Hi. My name is Ryan, and I'm a content marketing specialist at Little Bird. If there are two things to know about me, it's that in a different lifetime, I used to be a young, drink-slinging mixologist in Detroit. And the second is that I love old fashions, especially on a dark, cold, snowy night. This drink was inspired during an after-hours Christmas Eve drink competition my old bartending friends and I had many moons ago. It ended up being deemed the winner, and to this day still brings me much merriment and joy, especially during the holidays. I hope you enjoyed as well. Cheers. I could have told you at the beginning that Ryan St. Ange was going to deliver some kind of a boozy recipe. And now for a brief musical interlude from my middle child, Beck Sumner.
to the Smithsonian Magazine, the modern fruitcake can be dated back to the Middle Ages, which explains why it's so damn hard to eat. Seriously, though, jokes about the most notorious holiday, pastry, question mark, question mark, are a part of our collective culture. But how much of this is hype? I don't see anyone demanding a recount, but I did take a quick poll around the office. Hey, Ryan. I have not tried fruitcake, but, you know, after a couple of these old fashions, I would definitely uh, be willing to. Kaylin, Kaylin. Fruitcake? I've had fruitcake, but it was a wholly unmemorable experience. Uh, I think it had nuts in it? I'm not sure. Not worth mentioning. Lindsay. Unfortunately, I have never even thought to taste fruitcake. I have never experienced even making it or having seen it at a party or anything in between. And now for Jared. No, I've never tried it. And I don't think I've even ever seen a fruitcake in real life. And I think that's because there's only one in the entire world. And it just keeps getting gifted back and forth between everyone. Chris? No, no, I haven't. Hey, Haley. Yes, I have tried fruitcake and it's definitely not my favorite. Mr. G. Layton Peabody Cornell Abernathy III. Can you come here for a minute? Anytime I have an opportunity to try fruitcake, I give it a shot because I want to believe that it can be amazing. Most of the time, it's not amazing at all. Um, But I can think of one that I've had that was really good, and it was mostly because it was completely drenched in alcohol. Ms. Ashley. I have never tried fruitcake, mostly because the opportunity has never presented itself. I think I would try it. I'm into things like, I don't know, Raisin Bran, and that seems like it has similar vibes. Ems. I have never tried fruitcake. I've tried fruit pizza. I don't think that's the same thing. I do like fruit pizza, but I don't have much to say about fruitcake. I can imagine I would like it because I like fruit and I love cake. That's all I have to say about fruitcake. Yo, Corey. I have never tried fruitcake before. I have an older brother who used to get one every year for his birthday, which was about five days before Christmas. But uh, gosh, it's just always looked really rough, (laughs) really rough to me. Uh, And I can't imagine just by the appearance that it tasting very good. But I guess that's kind of my inner child coming out and, um, you know, not trying new things. But no, I've never tried it, and I don't imagine that it would probably taste very good. I would like to set the record straight that I have never eaten fruitcake. Having grown up in Spain, I have eaten a lot of turon, which is different for every different region of the country. Seriously, some great stuff. The Spaniards make a lot of desserts that look like something like fruitcake, but I can't say I've actually eaten fruitcake. Also, just the name, fruitcake. I just don't think I'm interested.
closing, go try some of these recipes for reals. What else are you going to do? From all of us at Little Bird Marketing, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and have an amazing New Year. And happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.